Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper and almost complete our series, The Hills Have Size. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 5, Episode 7, Keep Your Enemies Closer. Bum, bum, bum. Um, and we literally just recorded, so I have no house cleaning whatsoever. Nope, me either. I didn't have any no. last time. Um, and again, if you guys haven't gotten to us yet, please get back to us about our name change and new format. Yeah. We are dying to hear from you. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Anything about the notes up top? Uh, we get a little Kelly Stephanie, we get a little Heidi Stacy, and we get a little Audrina Jade. Um, I also like that Lauren said that Audrina was trying to ignore her troubles with Justin Bobby and focus on work. Pardon? Yeah. And Audrina still works. Apparently she did a little teeny tiny bit this, this episode. Yeah. Yep. We opened the episode <coughs> and Lauren Lowe and Audrina are at Akasha, mm-hmm. which reminds me of Ace Ventura part two. I've never seen an Ace oh Ventura my. movie. Okay. never mind then. Nope. <laughs> we're going to stop it right there. And Audrina is again wearing her pork pie hat. She is. Yeah. Yep. She's going through a strong Debbie Gibson phase. She really is. And actually, her outfit at the end of this episode is very flash dance. Um, I wouldn't give her that much credit, but it's what she, I think, maybe thought of. I didn't. Was lie. it an off-the-shoulder sweatshirt? It was like a very drapey, like t-shirt with the like boyfriend jean and the heels, and that oh. felt. I don't know. Anyway, statement stands. Lo is talking about her new job at Smashbox. Great. And <laughs> well, and she doesn't make any. She's like, "Oh, I'm so excited when you buy Smashbox, Smashbox, all the boys." And I'm like, "Gay? They're all the gay boys? You're working for a makeup company?" I know. I don't know. I don't get it. I was very confused. Yeah, and then, um, and then Audrina says, "Oh yeah, I used to work at Smashbox Coyote Studios three years ago." Yeah. No one remembered that, obviously, because it was fake, fake, fake. So then. Lauren asks Audrina if she has heard from Justin. Well, wait a minute. They are talking about Smashbox, the makeup line, right? So I think there is a connection with the studio. Because I do think Lo... But I think they're launching a new product. <clears throat> but I think they must have had joint space with Coyote. Because I think for a while Coyote was called Coyote Smashbox or something. Oh, okay. And, but I'm pretty sure Lo did have a job with a makeup company. I thought that was one of her things. Well, I mean, she's working with David Factor, so... Davis Factor. Davis Factor, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should look that up next time for whatever. So Lauren asks Audrina if she's been talking to Justin, and Audrina says, no, I really, I don't want to talk to him. And Lauren says, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Like Justin's really abusive or something. I don't get it. And she says, well, he heard about Hawaii. And okay. And scene. And scene. (laughs) Yep. And Smashbox. So then we go to Manis, Manis, Manny's. Oh, Manny's. Well, <laughs> that's like what you say for a manicure, but I'm guessing that's not what they call their restaurant. I feel like Manny, like a name, would be spelled differently, but. Oh, I bet it's Manny. It's M A N I apostrophe S. Whatever. I would say Manny's Cafe. I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah. So then Lauren and Stephanie are going to lunch, and Stephanie admits that Kelly scares her. Which I think is good. I think Stephanie should hold on to that fear, but maybe use it to motivate to actually do work. So then 
Stephanie says she needs a break from stressing on work and she needs to go on a manhunt. Well, first Lauren tries <clears throat> to explain to her what work is. <laughs> what does she say? Well, she's like, because Stephanie is like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I'm scared of Kelly and I don't understand like why she gets so mad. Like if we mess up something little and Lauren's like, well, like she is the big boss. She's the owner of the company. If anyone under her messes up, it's a poor reflection on her. Like that's how, and Stephanie doesn't seem to comprehend that. She doesn't seem to comprehend anything, anything. about yeah, a professional no. work environment, especially. So... Then Stephanie says, ignoring everything Lauren said, did I tell you about the guy that I met? His name's Robert Roberto. He's a DJ. I'm really into him. And then Lauren says, I don't think you need to take time away from work. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stephanie is looking over Lauren's shoulder and Lauren says, Stephanie, what are you looking at? And she goes, oh, nothing. I was just picturing the guy right now. I really like him. And then she taps herself on the forehead and says, work, 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 work. Yep, that's how it's done. Every time I need to focus, that's what I do. Um, that's what Winnie the Pooh does. <laughs> think, 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 think. I mean, literally, that's from Winnie the Pooh. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I would be insulting to Winnie the Pooh to call Stephanie Winnie the Pooh. But, like, <laughs> the fuck, Stephanie? You are acting like a children's cartoon. Um, I also do not think that her dating a DJ is a stellar plan. No. In terms of her, in air quotes, recovery. I would agree with that. I also don't understand what Stephanie's been stressing out about about work other than the fact that she lives in fear constantly because she's a dumbass. Yeah. Other than that, there's not that much to stress about when you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. But that's the problem. I don't think she does live in fear. I think she lives in ignorant bliss yeah. constantly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when I, I get nervous if I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't think Stephanie does. No. She doesn't seem to give two shits. Nope. She's just enjoying her phone. So then we go to... Salads de Provence. Salads of Provence. Yes, with Kimberly and Heidi. I hope one of them ordered an Akoi's salad. Yeah, Niçoise. Niçoise. It's a white chick's joke. Oh, sorry. Jeez. I've only seen it once. Sorry. Um, well, the best part of the movie is when they're dissing each other and the rich girl goes, your mom goes to the Barney's rooftop restaurant and orders an Akoi salad. Oh. <laughs> So now every time I go to a restaurant that has one on the menu, I always order the Nikoi salad and the waiter gets really traumatized and confused. I usually do it when um, our friend Jess from Book Club is around. Well, of course, because I was going to say, how many other people would know your white chick's reference other than Jess from Book Club? Um, it just, it amuses us to no end. I love it. I watched it solely for you. No, no, no. I mean, like ordering a Nikoi salad in front of Jess is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Good to know. Inside tip. So then... Kimberly says they need to do some things before an event. Is that what she's talking about? And then Heidi just says, oh yeah, I need to get my nails done. They're chipping. I need to get a nice outfit. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> that we have completely, completely foregone and given up the fact that Heidi is supposed to be working at this hotel. <laughs> I like that you just like painted over the rainbow. I did. I just, I worked my arm. <laughs> um, that we've just completely moved past that and we're not even going to pretend she works at a hotel anymore. And that they were getting ready for some SBE club, whatever the fuck, opening. Yeah, and then Heidi says it's nice to be out of the office. She's taking a page right out of Stephanie's book. Yep. She needs a break from not working. So then Heidi says, I need your advice. Stacy wants to talk. And then <laughs> she says, she's the devil. 
Well, I want to play devil's advocate here and ask, how did Stacey get Heidi's number? I don't know. Heidi is a celebrity at this point. Like, and it was a cell phone number. You Even if she wasn't a celebrity, you can't just look them up. So how the fuck did Stacy, Heidi's mortal enemy, I guess, at this point, because of Spencer, get her number? I don't know. The producers gave it to her, that's how. Yeah. Well, and then Kimberly says, well, I would go and put an end to things. That's, I don't disagree. Say, Stacy, like, we have no problems, just stop. And I don't, why can no one ever end anything on this show? I mean, I realize the producers won't let them, but like, it's not that hard to just say like, this is over. We're not doing this anymore. I don't, that never seems to actually come to fruition on this show. Anyway, so then we go to People's Revolution and Stephanie just, oh my. She thinks she got silver pen on her outfit and she can't stop obsessing about it. And Lauren, it's like Lauren's talking to a toddler or like trying to get a dog in the house. She's like, Stephanie, 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 what do you do? Stephanie, what's the problem? Stephanie just cannot, she has zero attention span for anything. And she asks how long the photo shoot is going to be tomorrow. And Lauren says probably four or five hours, but I'm excited because it's that Smashbox and Lo just got the job there. Blah, blah, blah. Nice segue. And Lauren says she's actually nervous to kind of run the shoot for people's revolution's sake by herself. You know, like that's actually happening. So then Lauren leaves because she has to go get some more things for her kit. And I'm assuming based on our other fashion oh, shoot. No, no, no. You're missing some key points here. Okay. Um, so first of all, my only real note about this is I just wrote Steph is going to fuck shit up in yeah. all caps. Duh. Um, but Steph again keeps mentioning the boyfriend, and before Lauren leaves... I know, I wasn't there yet. Oh, I thought you just said Lauren leaves. No, I said she is about to leave because she needs some more stuff for her kit. Okay. Which we know from fashion shoot knowledge is like double-sided tape and safety pins, and I can't believe that People's Revolution wouldn't have all those things, but whatever. So then Lauren is giving Stephanie all these instructions before she leaves. And that Stephanie is not paying any attention to. No. And Lauren can tell that Stephanie's not paying attention. So I, I'm not blaming Lauren because Stephanie should be paying attention. And it's, I'm going to blame Lauren and it's not that complicated. However, if I were a supervisor and someone was not paying attention, I would say, I'm going to write this down for you and you know, like put it in front of you so that you don't forget because you're clearly not paying attention to me. I would kind of humiliate them and be like, these are the things you need to do. Oh, I would have made her write it down. But like, I'm going to go over this again and you were going to write down what I'm saying step by step to make sure that none of this gets fucked up. Yeah. Lauren is just watching Stephanie ignore the world and thinks she's going to remember things. But see, that's the thing. I don't think Lauren does. I think Lauren knew full well what was going to happen. And that's why I do think it falls on Lauren. Yeah. No, I would agree. It does fall on Lauren. But she leaves the office just leaving it in the air with Stephanie is what I'm saying. Like it's, she knows damn well, Stephanie didn't hear a word she fucking said. So Lauren is telling Stephanie that she needs to input everything that Lauren just packed up. Meaning like she needs to tell the system that Lauren has now borrowed all these clothes. And there's one rack that Lauren didn't have time to bag. And Stephanie needs to steam that and then bag that as well for when Lauren picks everything up in the morning. So, as she's telling Stephanie all these things, Stephanie's phone rings. Her ringtone is no diggity. 
And she immediately cracks herself up because she forgot it was her ringtone. And it's apparently Robert, and Stephanie is the worst fake phone caller ever. Take 10. Every time she gets a phone call on this show, it's painful. Yeah. Oh, hey, Robert. Nothing. Just at work. You know, like prepping for fashion shows and stuff. Uh huh. Then she like gives Lauren a fake wave and Lauren leaves. I would be like, why are you answering your phone? Hang up the phone. Call him right back. Well, instead, Lauren just looked, I mean, they edited it to make it look like other people were staring at her phone ringing and Lauren was just looking uncomfortable, but. Yeah, it's really, really dumb. So then we go to Swing House and Audrina is apparently at work. For Epic Records. I, I even forgot like where she still worked, honestly. And there is a showcase with the band The Script. And somebody hands Audrina a box of posters. And the band goes on after Audrina walks them down the hallway. They're performing their song. And then Audrina's phone rings. And it's just like the theme of the episode. She answers the phone and it's Justin. And she says, I can't be on the phone right now. Why did you answer the phone? Well, and... I will give her some credit. So, Audrina at least seemed to actually be working. Um, you know, it was like, the sound check has to be good, and the lights have to be good, the band's coming out. Um, but <laughs> I refuse to believe that in a teeny tiny rock club of that size, yeah. that she would have been able to hear one single solitary word Justin Bobby was saying to her. I know. But also... If the conversation would have gone more like, what? I can't, I, I can't, I'm, I'm at a club where, okay, nothing, I can hear nothing, I will call you later. Like, that's what it would have been. Yeah. Or, you ignore the phone call and send a text, or in this day, a BBM, and say, I'm at work, I'll call you when I'm done. Like, when I'm in the middle of a meeting and I have my phone on me, I don't answer the phone and say, I can't talk on the phone right now. I just ignore it. That's what you do. Um, did you have a note about the band? Oh, um, we, I looked them up, uh, Irish band, been around since 2001. They actually, their most recent album was put out in 2017. The song they were singing on this was Breakaway? Break Even? Break Even. But it's that, you know, Falling to Pieces song. You know, if I'm falling to pieces. Like, you guys would recognize it, look it up. Um. <laughs> One more time for me? No, I'm not doing that again. Um... But, yeah, I was surprised to hear they were still around. I was also surprised to hear that that's who sang the song, because I would have sworn I'd never heard of a band called The Script ever, and that song was... I would have attributed that song to, like, Train. Me too. I would have thought it was And they didn't look like that's the type of song they were going to sing. No. Yeah. They sure did not. And they've been on a lot of TV shows. A lot, yeah. They, um, made in Chelsea, The Hills, um... 90210. New 90210 or original BH? Oh, new. Okay. It would have to be new, right? I don't know, 90210, the old one was on forever, and by the Peach Pit After Dark Days, they had some bands on. Although was it this still is... into... Two, 2001 was when the band came together, yeah, but their yeah. first album wasn't until 2008. Okay, no. BH was over by then. Um, Alright, that's all I have to say about Audrina at work. And we go to Smashbox Studios, mm-hmm. and Lo is there with her new boss, And they're unpacking the bags that Lauren brought from People's Revolution. And all of the Mara Hoffman stuff is missing. So that extra rack that Lauren had left for Stephanie to pack up and did not pack up herself is not there. Shocker. Yeah. I wrote, Steph came through as expected. 
So then Lo says, call Stephanie. So then we go to the grill on the alley. And I wonder, is that part of like a bigger grill? Like the Capitol Grill or something? And this is like the smaller lunch spot? I wonder if it's actually called that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so Lauren calls Stephanie. And Stephanie is on her lunch break with this guy from Central Casting, also known as Robert the DJ. And Lauren is explaining that she doesn't have all the stuff. And she says, remember that rack of neutrals that I said, like, had to be put in the bag. And Stephanie says, well, I steamed it. It should be in the bag. And Lauren says, I don't have the things I need for the shoot. And Stephanie just says, again, I'm on my lunch break right now. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm on my lunch break. I, 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 I refuse to believe that anyone is that stupid. I refuse to believe. I mean, there's no way this wasn't the fakest thing ever. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, if you really wanted a job in fashion, your friend got you a job at one of the top producers of fashion shows and styling in the country, if not the world, and to fuck it up like this. And I mean, no, I'm sorry. You drop your lunch and you say like, oh my God, I'm immediately going to go get them and bring them right over. I feel terrible. You don't be like, oh, I'm on break. Like the fuck? Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, Okay, I looked up the girl in the alley. Um, It is just steps from Fame Bordea Drive in Beverly Hills, California. Huh. Um, And it seems to be... Yeah, it's just the one place. The girl in the alley, all rights reserved. All right. So then Lauren tells Stephanie that she will just have the clothes messengered over. And then she hangs up the phone and she and Lo say, Great job, Stephanie. Also, great job, Lauren. Why didn't Lauren check the bags when she picked them up? Yeah, I mean, if you know that you're, the person under you is a bumbling idiot, you double-check their work. You micromanage them. Also, did you see all those Mara Hoffman neutral-colored clothes hanging on the rack still? Were they not in the fucking bag? Well, I'm assuming... Did she bring the bag, or was the bag messengered? She said, when I stop by and pick up the bags in the morning. Oh. So if we're going according to the show, Lauren picked them up. Okay. Also, it would be expensive to have something messengered that quickly. That should come out of Stephanie's pay. Yeah. I would also tell Stephanie, get the check right now and bring me the bag. Yeah. Or you're fired. I know. Whatever. So, then we go to the dime. Which I did not understand this exchange at all. Okay. I was going to say, this exchange, this episode is much like last week's exchange with, like, Jade and Audrina and her posse. I didn't understand. So... Stacy starts off very nice to Heidi. Yeah. And says, I'm happy you came out and I feel really bad. I don't feel like we should fight over a guy that I don't even want to date. Which is her saying, I'm really sorry this has caused trouble. I'm not into I'm not Spencer. interested in your boyfriend. Yeah. So then Heidi immediately, instead of saying, I appreciate you saying that, she says, you should have walked away a long time ago. And Stacy says, I don't understand why you're getting so mad at me and not your boyfriend. I just told you I don't want to date him. So then it gets like really out of control and discombobulated. And Heidi says, I think you're a homewrecker. I think you're rude. And I think you're a slut. Because, yeah, I mean, it went from zero to 60 for no reason. Yeah, because Heidi had said like, well, you called me crazy. And Stacy's like, well, you're acting a little crazy. So then Heidi says, well, I think you're a homewrecker and I think you're rude and you're a slut. And then Stacy says, well, I think you're crazy. Your boyfriend's a dick. And good luck with that. My favorite were the, I'm assuming, 
non-essential crew members they placed at the bar yes they were filming at noon like during the week yeah um it was pretty funny yeah i would have happily stood there and listened to them fight. oh yeah. for sure yeah yeah pass the bottle of jaeger down here yeah although that's jade not stacy my bad but i believe this is the end of stace yeah i think this was stacy's farewell performance yeah she didn't deserve to go out like that she quite really honestly didn't. i'm sure sheena was crushed She's still upset about it. That was really her first big break. <laughs> so then we go to Boho. And did we see Audrina's full outfit as she walked in or only later? No, we saw it as she walked in. So she's wearing... Um, like a, a, a Jennifer Aniston boyfriend jean, like cuff. But they were kind of tight. They weren't that loose. At least in the walk-in, they didn't look that close. Because they really showed her from, like, boobs down. Like, yeah. the shot, the tight shot was just jeans and feet that's what walking she's, at. That's what she's going for, though. Is more of a, like, roughed-up boyfriend jean look. They were roughed up for sure, but they were... To me, boyfriend jean is baggy, and they were pretty tight. For Adrena, they were baggy. Yeah. Um, and then she had some really sparkly heels on. Yeah. So... Yeah. So I get the vibe. It is very early aughts. I... Perhaps once wore camo shorts with pointy-toed heels. It was like a thing. You know, people did that. The shoes are just too formal. Like, they look like prom shoes with the jeans, which, again, was a thing, and people yeah, did. Yeah, it was totally But a Audrina, thing. in true Audrina fashion, she took it, like, a few steps too far. It's also just been, like, a simple, like, strappy sandal. It actually could have worked pretty well. It was the fact that they were so bedazzled. They, like, glowed as she was walking down the sidewalk. Anyway. So Adrena charges into the restaurant and Justin's sitting at a booth. He has a little like Charles Manson vibe going on. The first shot of him, he looked really kind of wacko. Like his hair was like all askew and he like gives her a weird look. Like he, maybe he was like wildly hungover. I don't know. I don't know. He just didn't look his normal, gorgeous Justin Bobby self. And Adrena immediately charges in and says, I can't keep doing this. And Justin says, don't get into it with me. No, he says, so I guess we're going to get right into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he eventually says, don't get into it with me, though. Because yeah. this, was, again, was another nonsensical, like, I don't understand what they're fighting about. And I don't quite understand what she's so angry about from the get-go. L- like, last we saw them at that club, Apple, or whatever, right? It wasn't like they were, f- like, they didn't get in an epic fight. Well, she definitely was actually pissed off because she made a tragic error. And blew the lid off of their entire time on the hills, I'm sure unintentionally, by saying, we were never together. Yeah. We were never committed. Yeah. She corrected herself and said never committed, but they left the whole thing in there. So, and earlier when she's mad, she says, don't call me and don't text me. And then she turns around and storms off. And he says, you can't say something like that and run away. Then she's like, how many times have we done this? And then somebody snaps their fingers and he says, don't snap your fingers at me. And she snaps her fingers again. He says, do you want me to get pissed off? I don't understand where the snapping came from. then she says, we are never together. And he said, if you, if I slept in Lauren's bed, you would freak out. Which is true. A hundred percent. We watched her freak out. We they, sure did. a hint of that. And he says, you never told me. I had to hear about it. She said, that's a lie. I called you that night. And he said, oh, I'm lying. You're lying. And then we have a fight about who's lying. And Adrena storms away with her sparkly shoes. Um, I wrote that I could not take anything Justin Bobby was saying seriously because he is wearing capri pants. He's wearing high waters with combat boots and striped socks. Yep. 
He looks like Beetlejuice's punk rock younger brother. It was rough. Yeah. It was really rough. So it kind of fits his Charles Manson kind of wacko vibe of... Like, I liked the boots. I liked the socks. It was the capri pants that really pushed me right over the edge. Yeah. Yep. So then we go to Cuvée. And Audrina and Stephanie are having lunch. And... I couldn't take my eyes off Stephanie's headband. I couldn't take my eyes off her puffy face. Why was her face so puffy? Probably because she doesn't wash her makeup off. Um, and well, she lies about it. Probably. She probably got a rash. So she's wearing a headband, one of the ones that goes straight across the forehead. But it's black. And it's pretty wide. It's just not... I don't know. I feel like the across the forehead ones are supposed to be kind of delicate and boho. And this was just like slapping me in the eyes. Well, now they are. And a few years ago. But back then there was some hardcore headband action going on. I think Holly gets really into them. Yeah. Holly's real into a headband. Because remember when Holly gets really wasted at the beach that time? She's wearing one. It's pretty good. (laughs) That's the only good part of the Kristen Cavallari stuff, I think, is wasted Holly. Wasted Holly. Yeah. So... Then Andrina tells Stephanie that she and Justin are over. And Stephanie actually speaks for all of us and says, No, you're not. You always go back to him. Yeah. (laughs) True story. True story. And then Andrina says, No, I can't do it anymore. When I think of him, all I think are bad things. Oh, it's so mature of you, Andrina. You're really growing up. (laughs) So then they both say, like, Okay, enough of that. How's work going for you? Adrina says, work is going well. And then she says, how's work going for you? And Stephanie says, I can sort of tell that Lauren is about to tell me that things aren't going that great. Yesterday was not my best day. I don't think you've had a good day since you started, but you are correct in that yesterday was one of the worst. Yeah. (laughs) And she's only worked there for what, a month? If that? Oh my God, I don't know. That probably includes the interview process. Yeah. It's been a rocky road the whole time. So then we go to Chez Ambiance. And I was going to say we haven't been in a while, but I guess we were there for Bible study. Yeah. So Heidi charges out of the bedroom and says, hey, what are you doing? Spencer's twittering. That's what he says. Which I thought was funny because it was so, Twitter was so new there. It wasn't, we didn't say tweeting. He would say twittering. Before they even got the lingo. I like to say twittering because I think it sounds more fun. And tweeting, I don't know. It just doesn't sound as funny. How subversive of you. Well, I also don't tweet or Twitter very much. So (laughs) there you go. So then Heidi says, I talked to Stacy. And Spencer immediately throws his head back on the couch and looks like he doesn't want to listen to a word of it. And the Pratts are really speaking my language right now. And she says, I talked to Stacy and I took care of it. And Spencer says, like Tony Soprano. (laughs) She goes, yeah, I took care of it. She texted me and she said, since you didn't take care of it, I took care of it. And he goes, take care of what? Kill the girl? (laughs) (laughs) So then Heidi says, well, I had to go down there again. I can't believe I had to go down there again, down to Satan's dungeon. And Spencer says, I can't believe you even think I would cheat on you. That's humiliating. She said, oh, you're humiliated. This has been mortifying for me. Heidi's the one who's been dragging it out. Yeah. She's the one who's been going through his phone and showing up at H. Wood. Spencer actually hasn't been writing back to Stacy for quite some time now. No. So then Heidi ends this 
one-sided fight and says, I dare you to find another Stacy and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Spencer pretty much says that. He's like, okay, great. So then in our final scene, we go to People's Revolution. And we need to discuss Lauren's shirt. Oh, I was too busy paying attention to Kelly to even look at what Lauren was wearing. Lauren is wearing a horizontal striped tank top. It is navy and white, but it has little buckles just randomly scattered all over it. It's not good. Mm. And it's not doing Lauren's good figure any favors. She also kind of gets up sideways and like ekes by the desk. It just looks like she's wearing a horizontal striped circus tent. It's bad. And the, the buckles don't even connect to anything. It's it. It looks like a um, a sailboat sail. Oh, which um, is like the little silver like D buckles all over it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So then Stephanie says, "I'm so sorry about the clothes. I got distracted because that guy called." I mean, Lauren saw her on the phone. Well, this whole thing is stupid. I like, know. first of all, Lauren should be fucking pissed. Lauren should be screaming at her. Yeah. The fact that Lauren's being like, and not really saying anything is ridiculous. Thank God Kelly comes in like a boss and immediately like Stephanie is like, hi, how are you? And and Kelly says, "Um, you're awfully happy. Well, the other thing that I Because I'm not. Other thing I found interesting is that Stephanie said, did they actually need the neutral Mara Hoffman clothes? And Lauren says, yeah, that ended up being all they needed. And Stephanie goes, that's just my luck. No, when you're asked to pack things, you pack all of it. Yep. That's just how it works. So then Lauren says, well, it still made me look really bad, Stephanie. So then Stephanie says, well, when you talk to Kelly, tell her I did it. And Lauren says, your mistakes are my mistakes. Yes, they are, Lauren. And you made a pretty bad mistake trusting Stephanie. So then Kelly walks in and wants to see Lauren. (laughs) And Stephanie says, do you want me to come? And Kelly goes... No, I don't. (laughs) So then Kelly understandably wants to know what happened with this photo shoot. Lauren tells her that she had to have the Mara Hoffman stuff messengered over. And Kelly says, well, was it, where was Stephanie? And Lauren says, Stephanie was on her lunch break. Kelly laughs and says, I haven't had a lunch break in five years. If any fashion girl, even if she'd been in the middle of accepting a proposal, had gotten that text message, would have said, nice ring, I'll be right back. Which is totally true. And says, you have to fire her. I told you when you hired her, this was not a sorority. Do it quick. Think guillotine. (laughs) And that's that. Well, and I don't understand because, first of all, I don't get what, and she says she needs to do it by the end of the week. That doesn't jive with me with Kelly at all because Kelly, Kelly would just storm out of her office and done it right then. Yeah. Um, number two, I don't get why Lauren is even the slightest bit conflicted about this. Like you, Stephanie begged you to get you get her, get you the job. You got her the job under the condition that she didn't fuck up your job. She fucked up your job in less than a month. Like you should be thrilled to fire her. I would be like, hey, Stephanie, like we tried this. It's not working. You're not invested here. You're obviously not serious about your job. Like it's nothing personal. We're still friends, but like you gotta go. Like this was a huge mistake and you gotta leave. Well, and isn't it better to do it when it's still fresh to come out of the office and say, Kelly's really pissed. Yeah. And we all know this isn't working. 
You made people's rev look really bad. It's We've just got to stop now. I mean, the only thing that would have made sense, except for she's useless, is if they had something coming up that they needed her for in the next day or two to get through before they could get rid of her and find someone else. But she's useless anyway. Yeah, she'll so, even, she doesn't even listen. Yeah, I don't get Lauren's being conflicted about this at all. No. Like, at all. No. It's pretty cut and dry. Yep. But that's where the episode ends. It is. And, and she it, actually doesn't get fired she, right away. No, she so. does not. So, uh, scenes for the next is Lauren does finally fire Stephanie. Um, we get Heidi's actual pervert dad. Yes. As opposed to Touchy Tim, who we thought was the pervert. But the real We came pervert, up with another name for him, didn't we? For Touchy Tim? No, his name's Bill, isn't it? I don't remember. Didn't we call him, like, Wild... We came up with another name for him, but it was probably, like, two years ago, and I remember. Well, he's showing up, and probably hide your vaginas, ladies. (laughs) Um, And then we finally get um, the big engagement, because the wedding is scant seconds away. Which goes back to my point from last week, from fighting about Stacey and couples therapy to engaged in one episode. Well, but see... In Stephanie, I mean, in Heidi and Spencer world, that one actually does make sense to me because Heidi seems like the kind of girl who would buy, I want to marry you. I want to marry you tomorrow so that we don't have to worry about this, me cheating on you, me looking at other girls thing. I want to prove to you that I'm committed to you. I could see her being dumb enough to be like, okay, that'll solve all our problems. And I could see him being dumb enough to think that saying that to her will solve all their problems. Right. And I could also see them hurrying to get married by the end of the season for whatever is happening with Lauren. Oh, of course. I wonder if they were originally going to end things with Lauren differently and then Spencer and Heidi wanted to change the narrative. And how, ended how, you think? With their wedding. No, no, no. You say they wanted to end things with Lauren differently. Oh, I don't know. And they changed, like, how do you think that would have gone? I don't know. But I feel like them suddenly getting engaged and planning a wedding and having their reunion with Lauren focus around them is much more appealing to Spencer and Heidi than it was to Lauren. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm sure I would imagine it was also super appealing to the producers about, like, what a great way to introduce Kristen than to have her show up at the wedding. True. Maybe that's what happened, actually. Kristen signed on. And that's what changed things. Hmm. But thank God we'll never know. I know. We should look up some tidbits for the final episode, though, because maybe they got married on a weird day of the week or we can do some digging. Well, I actually just had a thought and it might spin spin you into overdrive. But I think that we should do the wedding and then we should do the finale. Oh, the series finale. Yeah. And just skip the rest of the episodes. I think our final episode should be the series finale. Okay. I think that'd be fun. High five. All right, there you go. You got one more episode. Yeah, we threw in an, epi- an extra one in. All right, guys, we will see you next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter, at nanasmink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyIt'sMareB. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review. And please subscribe. Until next time.